Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. You guys, happy Tuesday. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm so well, and I'm really, really excited to be recording this episode for you guys. I have so many things I want to touch on from my childhood to hiding being psychic to becoming psychic to figuring out what type of psychic I am and everything in between with stories, all the juicy details. It's going to be a long one. I already know. But before we dive in, have you guys gotten my daily ritual? Yes, no, maybe so. If you are a no, you need to get it today. What are you waiting for, sister? It comes with three different workbooks, all about daily rituals, all about the things that you should be doing. It has two meditations, one for super powerful manifestations and another one for the best morning visualization. Like seriously, guys, this is my favorite visualization. Gets me hyped thinking about it. It's super cheap. And if you want to change your life, slowly but surely one day at a time, then you need a daily ritual. And I promise it's going to be a morning routine that you want to stick to, that you'll be excited to wake up for because you can choose it and it doesn't have to be the same every day. In the guide, I'm giving you tons of different options that are physical things and also energy kind of works. So it's pretty awesome. If you don't have a morning ritual, if you want to be manifesting on the daily, you need to have this. So I will leave the link below for you to check it out. So shall we just dive in? I'm like, I don't even know. So excited to talk about this. A little bit nervous if I'm being completely honest. And I know I'm going to be talking for a long time. So I'm like, okay, I have a big coffee next to me. So we'll get through this together. Let's do this. Okay, guys, let's just start off with this. I'm psychic. Surprise. Um, okay, let's start with some background. This is so weird for me to record about because it's still a very new thing and I'm recording this in advance. So when you guys listen to it, I'll probably have been digging into the psychic thing for like a month publicly, but yeah, it's still very new for me. So it's weird to talk about. It's weird to say I am psychic, but we're managing, we are navigating. It's great. What's happening. I needed it needed to happen. I needed to be my true self. So, but we'll get into that part. I want to start with this. I didn't always know I was psychic. That's the thing. When I was younger, and this is a sign that a lot of people talk about if you were psychic as a child, is that you felt very different when you were growing up. I never felt like I fit in. I never felt totally normal. I never felt like I was on the same level as my peers. When I did competitive cheer, I always kind of felt like the outsider, like a little bit weird and just not normal. I never felt fully normal in my life. Um, And I don't know why that was as a child. I just didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel a part of the normal mainstream crowd, which whatever you learn to navigate that you learn to 
make changes upon yourself to fit in as you grow up, which kind of sucks. It's like a shitty thing to do. Uh, it's been so long since I've done that because now I'm just so unapologetically myself. It's weird to even think about, but I had a lot of paranormal experiences when I was younger. So my family lived in this house almost my entire life. And like I talked about in my apartment episode, it actually got foreclosed, but I grew up in this house and the basement was like kind of unfinished, but finished, but really creepy, like really freaking creepy. And we wouldn't spend a lot of time down there. And I think in middle school is when my brother and I went through like the Ouija board phase. So we would do Ouija boards in the basement with our friends. We wouldn't even buy one. We would make them out of cardboard, even scarier. And then after we would use it, we would just keep it in the house. Like even if we swore we were never going to do it again, we would just like keep it in the basement. And I I specifically remember one time we were sitting in the basement doing the Ouija board with some of our neighbor friends and we actually channeled two people that we personally knew, like us as in me, my brother, as well as my neighbors, because one of our neighbors, his dad had died when he was very young. And he wasn't even there. He lived like two streets away from us, but we had channeled his dad through this Ouija board. And he was like, I want you to tell him, we're going to call him Jack, (laughs) um, just for privacy reasons. Um, so when we channeled Jack's dad, he's like, I want you to tell Jack that everything's okay, that there's no issue. Like I'm watching over him, blah, 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 blah. Like the unfinished business kind of thing you always hear about from like mediums and ghost whispers. And that was really creepy. But the second part, the second person we ended up channeling was my grandma. And this is really scary. It's my, it was my dad's mom and we knew her. She had died when maybe I was in like third or fourth grade, but It was just when she had spelled out her name, I immediately stood up. I and that's like a huge rule in Ouija. Like you cannot just take your fingers off of the board. You have to say goodbye or it gives them a portal to come out of the board. So if you don't know how Ouija boards work, I should have explained that. A Ouija board is like a way you can connect and talk to spirits that may be in the room, that may be in your apartment. Um, And it's like this board with an alphabet and numbers and there's like a yes and no and a hello and a goodbye. So they can spell out their name. They can spell out answers. Yes, no, numbers for age, hello when they're there and goodbye when you dismiss them, when you're done talking, when you are leaving them, you don't want them to come out. If you don't say goodbye, they can come out of the board, so to say. When my grandma had spelled out her name, I don't remember exactly how she did it. I was so freaked out. I immediately jumped up, ran upstairs crying, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm never doing a Ouija board again. I ran to my dad, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, we just channeled Grandma Harrington. I can't do this. And it was mildly horrific. I was so scared. And actually, after that, our house was very haunted for a while. My brother and I always noticed weird things, weird noises. I would be sitting in the living room, home alone, and I would hear footsteps walking around upstairs. And not just like the house creaking, but like actual footsteps. And one time I very distinctly remember, this is becoming like a paranormal episode. (laughs) One time I very distinctly remember being home alone. This is when I lived alone at the house, sitting on the couch after school, just like watching TV. I don't know, probably on my phone or whatever. And hearing a really weird sound in the kitchen and then hearing the fridge door open. And I was like, 
WTF. And so I turn off the TV and I'm like clutching my phone, like shaking. And I walk in the kitchen and lo and behold, the fridge door is wide open. And I was literally home alone. Like fridge doors don't just open. So super, super weird stuff. And lots of things happened to me like that when I was younger. And my brother used to get a lot of bloody noses. And it was just... We are some paranormal children. (laughs) Let's just put it at that. So anyways, I was just always very different growing up. I had all these weird paranormal experiences. Oh, and one more thing I want to mention is that I lived in like a double cul-de-sac when I was younger. So no, not a cult, but like a circle. So when you're in a neighborhood and you like drive up a street and it's just a circle, I lived in a circle. And I would walk to my neighbor's house who lived on the other side of the circle. And every single time I would walk past like a streetlight, it would turn off every single time. It was so weird and it happened for so many years. And I remember certain times when things wouldn't load like on technology. And if I put my hand on it, it would load. Like I had a certain electromagnetic frequency deal going on when I was younger, where I could make lights turn on and off, where I could make things load faster, just some very strange things. Fast forward into prime middle school years when you start to get judged, where you start to get very self-conscious and you want to be normal, you want to be popular, you want to be cool. So I turned all of it off to be more normal. And what that means is I just didn't acknowledge it. I ignored all of the paranormal stuff. I just acted like it didn't happen. I pretended I was normal. I would just, I was changing myself to be cool and to be like popular and all that stuff in middle school. And so you know, being paranormal wasn't exactly the norm. So I turned that all off. And at the same time, this is when my family started going through some really hard times. So I was also in survival mode. Like I was just in this survival mode of, I need to be there for myself. I need to be normal. I need to try and get the most normal experience out of life. So I turned off all the so quote unquote young psychic abilities. And the reason why I believe that my brother and I were able to channel so much paranormal activity when we were younger is because we were so young. Like, as we grow up, we are so conditioned to stop thinking about those kind of things that it's not true or you're crazy if you believe in it or it's all fake, it's a lie. But when you're younger, you can really tap into everything. Your frequency is so open that spirits can come in and out as they please, basically, because you're more receptive to it. So whatever, turn that off and didn't touch any of it. Didn't think about it until I came to college. So fast forward, I got through all my survival mode, got through living alone, got to college and I could finally exhale. I could finally start my life over. I could finally decide who I wanted to be and create myself and create this life. And I got really spiritual over the past year and my roommate and I love watching conspiracy videos and we found one girl on YouTube who does paranormal videos we love and I found a girl on YouTube who's also like a practical witch and so she does really cool like tarot readings and just random videos about the spiritual world. So I got very spiritual, I started meditating again and that's when like paranormal stuff started coming up just because I was exposing myself to it more and more with like YouTube videos and stuff. And I would watch certain videos to kind of 
bring up stuff around my friends, they, they don't know this. So if they listen to this, they're going to be like, wow, really? (laughs) Um, so like I would mention like, oh yeah, I'm super witchy to people as a joke to see how they would kind of react. And usually it was like, shut up. Or like, you're funny or like, haha, whatever. But I was like being serious, like just to see how people would respond. And I don't as of right now, identify as being a witch, but I would just bring up stuff like that. Or I would be like, I'm, we would watch psychic videos and I'd be like, I really want to be psychic. And then I'd just like look over and wait to see their reaction. And they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, that's kind of scary. Or I wouldn't know what to do. So I would kind of dabble in, in and out. And yeah, just to see how people would react. Because the scary thing is, it's like coming out of that spiritual closet. And when for so many years, like take witches, for example, which is we're, we're persecuted over and over and over again for doing nothing. Like in our media depicts all of them as bad, but it's not all bad, you know, and that's every kind of religion or practice. There is the good and the bad. And so it's scary when you're not sure how people will accept you. Well, so I kept all this stuff in the quiet, all this stuff in the quiet. And then I started to get back into the psychic stuff. And I was like, okay, well, let's test this. There were a couple things that I was starting to notice that like I would be able to predict or I would just get a weird feeling and that something would happen. And so I was like, okay, well, let's, let's test this. Let's just see how it's going. And fast forward to like maybe three weeks ago, I woke up feeling so much resistance to going to school. You guys, this story is crazy. Okay. I did not want to go to school. I didn't, I physically like, I can't even describe to you the feeling. I physically just, my body was like, do not go, but I'm going to Hawaii next month. Well, I guess it'll be this month when you're listening to this and I'm going to be using up my absences for those days that I'm in Hawaii. And so I was like, okay, well, I still have to go to school. Like, I don't want to go against my intuition, but like, I literally have to go to school or I'm going to like get a grade mark uh, against my attendance and blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so had that really weird feeling, went to school anyways. And as soon as I get on campus, I have a horrible headache. Like as soon as I got on campus, sorry, walking around and there was just a ton of people on campus that day. The atmosphere was really off and it was just really crazy all around. And a lot of people on like YouTube who are psychics will talk about how being in cities can be really overwhelming because you're picking up on lots of different energies. And that's how I felt in that day. Like I was around so many people and I was like, oh my God, there is so much energy like pouring into me. And like, I don't know how to divide all this. I don't know how to protect myself from this because it was so new that I was just letting all this back in. Anyway, so I go to class, have a horrible headache. I'm like thinking about going home, but I was like, oh, I just have one more class left. So go to class and I'm telling my friends about this and I get this weird feeling in my bones, like down to my bones, you guys, that there was going to be two things happening that day. There was going to be a wildfire and there was going to be an earthquake. And I knew it wasn't going to be in Nebraska, which is why I felt so weird that I was having all this resistance to going to school. I was like, why do I feel so bad about school? And so I'm like, I texted my friend who lives in California and I was like, hey, how are the wildfires doing today? And she was like, oh, they're fine. Like everything calmed down. We're okay. Um, It's like 50% containment. 
Everything was fine. So I was like, okay, good. I am Googling like earthquakes and nothing was popping up except for a week prior. So no wild farm, no earthquake. Wasn't really sure. I told my boyfriend about it and I texted my roommate and I was like, hey, you know, those girls on YouTube that always say that they can predict like earthquakes and stuff. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, that is exactly how I feel today. And she was like, oh my God, that's so weird. And I was like, but nothing's happened yet. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. And since there are no wildfires, no earthquakes, I was like, okay, well maybe there's going to be something happening on campus. Like maybe there's going to be a chemical spill or maybe oh God knows there'd be like a shooting on campus or like some, you know, something super weird. Cause I felt all that resistance to going to school. Well, get home from class. Nothing happened on campus. I even Googled it later. Nothing bad happened. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe it was just a really weird day. Maybe energies were just off. One of my friends was like, well, maybe you're just picking up on the energy of people and kind of dreading school again because we were like three weeks in at that point. So it's not exciting anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe. And whatever. Continue on my day. The next day, my friend texts me, the one who lives in California and goes, Oh my God, Michaela. And I'm like, what? Like not thinking about it all the day before. She was like, I forgot to tell you at 1 p.m. yesterday, a huge wildfire sparked up and grew 15,000 acres overnight and is like three quarters of a mile from where she lives. And I was like, WTF. I was literally shaking, like shaking. It was so weird because the feeling is so indescribable. I could just feel in my bones that something was going to happen. And I was like, what could happen today? And the first two things I thought of were wildfire and earthquake. And I was like, wow, well, those are a bit extreme for predicting my first natural disaster, but okay. <laughs> and then there was a wildfire in California. And also I want to preface this with, I don't watch the news. So there is absolutely no way I could have seen that there was going to be an earthquake somewhere, that there was going to be a wildfire. I don't watch the news. Anything that's going on with politics, that's important. My friends fill me in on, and that's literally it. I won't do. I just don't. I won't. So I had no idea how all this was going to play out until it happened. Just wanted to preface that so nobody's like, you're lying. <laughs> I'm not, guys. I wish I was because this was crazy. So, okay, so there's a wildfire. And later that day, and this is the day after, my boyfriend texts me and he was like, oh my God, there was an earthquake in Fiji last night. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, oh my God. Like, it was the coolest experience but also really sad because I was like oh my god I'm gonna predict this wildfire this earthquake like that's so horrible but it was so cool I could feel it and I knew it was gonna happen I knew it was even though people were like well I don't know maybe it's just maybe your vibe's just off today and I was like no this is too spot on and too specific I, I just knew it was going to happen somewhere and then it did and it was super weird and the girls on YouTube that I mentioned talking to my roommate about we watched these girls called the psychic twins they're literally twins and they're psychic probably Gemini's because you know the Gemini twins but I'm not sure <laughs> and they say that they've had like boyfriends in the past that um, predicted like bridges collapsing and earthquakes and they can feel it too and 
I just knew when I was trying to figure out why I felt so horrible, why my headache was so bad, why my body felt so resistant. And I was like, oh my God, this is the feeling that they're talking about. I just knew. You just know. So that's one of my most intense psychic stories. It's really scary. And after that happened, I was like, okay, there's no denying this. I have this really special power and I don't, I don't want to deny it anymore. Like, why should I hide this in the spiritual closet when I could be using it to help people, to protect people, to predict things and not always predict, but to just channel things for others and for myself, you know, and actually use the powers that I am gifted and not ignoring them or making my light dim because somebody else is afraid for me to shine. So after that, I was like, all right, well, we're going to come out of the psychic closet. I gave myself a few days to process it because that was a really big deal. Like that happening was a huge thing. And it was really, it took over my energy a lot. It was a very emotional thing because it was like, holy shit, I just predicted that. (laughs) And when I did come out of the psychic closet, I first did to my boyfriend, I was like, hey, um, by the way, you know, that, that wildfire earthquake thing. Yeah. Um, Hey, I'm psychic just so you know, and I have been for quite a while. (laughs) And it was a very interesting conversation. He was very accepting about it and very interested about it. So I got to talk to him about different things, asked a lot of good questions and it was just an interesting thing opening up to somebody about it. And I actually got to tell him that when he got his first like big boy job out of college, I knew he was going to get fired. Um, because I, it's just one of my psychic talents. I just knew, but I didn't tell him because I didn't want to like fuck it all up for him. Cause you know, that's the scary thing about being psychic is like, sometimes you just know things, but you don't want to tell people because you don't know how that's going to affect their life, their choices and like I don't want to tell them and then it screw up a choice and then them not get to that destination that I tell them about so anyway so I told him first and then I don't remember who I told after that I don't think I told anybody I think I just told him and then the next morning I talked about it on Instagram and it was so scary. After I put it on Instagram, I wanted to throw up. I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to delete it. I wanted to take it down because it's like, oh my God, how are people going to act? Like, how are people going to respond? What if they're mean? Like, what if people call me crazy or a liar? And I was just having all these ego-based beliefs that were just coming up and that's what happens when you kind of let go of old things that are holding you back. And they'll come up and they will attack you. So I was kind of talking myself through. I went to school anyways. I put my phone away, didn't check Instagram for like hours and just to let it be. And I got a lot of good questions. A lot of my friends were interested. I would Snapchat them, be like, hey, by the way, before you see it on Instagram, I'm psychic, ha ha. And one of my best friends replied and he said, like psychic, psychic. And I said, like psychic, psychic. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. So it's still a new thing. I still haven't directly told my parents, but they like know, like they watch my Instagram stories and stuff and I coach my mom. So they know, but I haven't like said it. And I, yeah, so it's an interesting thing that I'm still navigating, but coming out of the psychic closet was definitely very scary, but it's proven very beneficial because 
with the skills that I have, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, um, I can help people. I can give more accurate oracle card readings and tarot readings, and I can channel messages, and I can literally help people, tell them what they need to hear, tell them what they're supposed to be hearing, but that they might be shutting off themselves. And I didn't want to hide that anymore because it's a really cool thing. I want to be able to help people and it helps me do my card readings way better, which I love. So one thing that is kind of weird about acknowledging that you're psychic is that you start to get downloads um, everywhere. Nothing becomes off limits basically. And I will talk about this when I give you tips at the very end of this episode, but I will be sitting in class and I will just get a download and it'll be like, this girl in your classroom needs to hear blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck, really? Like, I'm not going to walk up to Sally Sue and tell her that her great grandpa loves her and that she shouldn't take responsibility for her parents' divorce. Like, I don't want to walk up to somebody that I barely know and tell them that heavy of a message. So I'm still navigating this and like, what do I walk up to people and tell them? What don't I? And because these are messages that the downloads that I get, some of them are messages that people genuinely need to hear. I remember specifically, I was in French class a couple weeks ago, and there's a girl who sits at the front of the room. I don't even know her name. I've never had a class with her. And I just got a download. And it was like, you need to tell her that she is held, that she is supported, that she needs to go forth with a decision. And I just couldn't bring myself to tell her. I was like, it's so weird. She's going to be like, what are you talking about? Who are you? I don't know you. And it's sad because I want to tell people these messages because they're obviously messages that they are not getting themselves. But how do you do that in a normal way? That's not super weird without me telling them my life story of like, oh, I'm psychic by the way. And like, I got this weird download that I need to tell you. So it's an interesting process for sure. I want to jump into the clairs. So when you are psychic, you have certain psychic abilities and not everybody has the same ones. Not everyone has all of them. I certainly do not. And I don't know if that's normal to have all of them or to not. Not sure. I'll have to look that up. But the way you are psychic is you get these messages through different senses. And so they have them for all like the six senses. Some of them are split into two. It just depends on where you read online and kind of how they define it. But I personally identify that I have five different clairs and the clairs are just the different ways that you describe the senses. So for me, and I will explain these after I list them, I have clairsentience, clairempathy, claircognizance, and a little bit of clairvoyance, and oh, also clairaudience. So let's break these down. Clairsentience is physical feelings. So how I said that I felt it in my bones that I would predict this earthquake and this wildfire, that's what clairsentience is. I just feel it physically. And this one is probably one of my favorites because I can physically feel where people are storing certain emotions and where people need to work. So I did an energy clearing session with a friend last week and he was holding so much pressure in his heart and I could feel it. And also in his shoulders, because after we cleared out the energy, the energy 
that I was all built up in his shoulders went from his into mine. And my masseuse was like, what is wrong with your shoulders? <laughs> so I can physically feel wear on people's bodies. Certain things are happening. I can feel it like in their throat or if they're getting really bad headaches or whatever. When I'm talking to somebody, hearing out their problems, I can physically feel it in my body where they are storing that emotion. And that just helps me help people better because we can focus on that area or we can focus on the chakra that's around that area that needs to be cleared out. Clear empathy is emotional feeling. And so everybody's heard of being an empath. You can take on other people's feelings really, really easily. You have tons of empathy for others. You always feel really bad and you want to give them all kinds of love and everything that they deserve. And I have that a lot. I take on a lot of emotional feelings from other people, which is weird for being a Capricorn because we aren't emotional ourselves. But Maybe that's why I take on other people's emotions. But this also helps me help people because I can feel truly how deeply they're hurt or how not deeply they're hurt and that there's another issue under there. So you can just kind of feel out how other people are feeling. And a really good way to describe this one is that like when you walk into a room and you know people are fighting, but they're not fighting in front of you and you're like, there's a weird vibe going here. That's clear empathy. And you're like, okay, I feel like they were arguing. Yeah. They probably were. Um, the next one that I, I identify with is clear cognizance. And this is just knowing. So how I mentioned, I knew my boyfriend was going to get fired from that job. It's just a knowing without explanation. And it's just a download that you kind of get. And you're like, I don't understand why I'm getting this, but it makes sense eventually. And you're like, okay, I guess. Um, this happened to me in like kind of a smaller way a couple weeks ago and I was in the car with my roommate and we were driving home and I just randomly got this download like she's about to cough and literally 15 seconds later she starts coughing. Like it made no sense but it's just like random downloads that you get and you know. And so I think this tied with the physical feeling is how I could predict that wildfire and that um, earthquake. I just, I just knew and it didn't make any sense but I knew and I could feel feel it. So that one's super weird. Next up is Claire audience, which is actually my favorite out of all the ones that I have because these, the Claire audience is hearing. And no, I don't hear little whispers because that would be creepy and that would be terrifying. Claire audience with the hearing is just the downloads that I keep referring to. Like the girl in my class who needed to hear that she was held and supported. That's Claire audience. I just hear something in my mind like it's my own thought but something has placed it there for me to hear if that makes any sense it's really hard to explain because this is like an unexplainable phenomenon so it's just hearing directions it's hearing downloads it's hearing things you need to know it's hearing like oh don't go this way because there's going to be a car crash it's hearing oh don't buy this because this is going to happen and weird downloads. So that's one of my favorite ones because that's where I get lots of direction. That's where I get answers to things. And you can tune into your own body and really develop this by just being like, okay, what do I need to eat today? And just listen and hear what comes up. That's how you can really, really develop clear audience. And the last one is clairvoyant. And this one scares the shit out of me. So I really try and tone it down. Like as a child, how I turned off all the paranormal psychic stuff, I try my very, very best to turn it off with this one. But unfortunately, mine is kind of strong. So yeah, give or take. Clairvoyance is seeing. That's when people see ghosts. And I do not see ghosts 
I never have. I hope I don't because it scares me. It really genuinely scares me. Um, because I want no part in that. I don't know how I would be able to help them. I don't know how I'd be able to guide them towards a white light. I just don't want to fuck with that. So clairvoyancy is saying, and for me, I can see things in kind of a different dimension than that we are in. If I explain that in the right way, it was horrible English. I'm sorry. But uh, the specific example I can give you is I was sitting on the couch with my roommate one day and we were just like doing homework or on our phones or something, just hanging out. And I'm like looking at our wall and out of nowhere, this sounds crazy. Okay. Stick with me. Out of nowhere appears this tool that just fabricate. It just creates this shape. It's black and it's a tool, but I've never seen it before in my entire life. And it just forms. And as quickly as it forms, it unforms and disappears. And I go, Amanda, did you just see that black tool form? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, I just saw a black tool form in the middle of our living room and then disappear as quickly as it came. And she was like, WTF. So that's clairvoyancy when you can kind of see things that other people can't. And I actually found out something really interesting that when we as humans were like developing as a species, we could see x-rays. But so seeing x-rays would be the same thing as like seeing ghosts. It's infrared, infrared lights, infrared. I don't know. I'm really bad at science, you guys. I'm trying to get better with this. Um, I have this uh, physics book that I'm reading, trying to get smarter at science. But anyways, we could see these x-rays as infrared and our eyes need to see the colors and the physical things in front of us. So one, we could survive as like cavemen two, so we um, weren't running into things, three, to find food. Basically, all of our survival mode, we needed to see physical, tangible things and not the x-ray, not really there, but there things. And so our eyes over time just developed to only see the physical, tangible things. And so we don't really see ghosts. We don't really see energy outside of like our color realm, outside of what our eyes normally see. And having this... Um, gift just helps me see beyond what our society has deemed as normal as real can see some extra things which really scares me some people think it's cool I honestly try and turn it off um, with all of these combined I can feel energy in certain rooms and I identify this with clairsentience the physical feeling is that like I can feel energy in the room so if I feel like there's a ghost around a spirit um or like a spirit guide around, I can feel them and I can, I know where they are in the room and I just won't look. I just won't do it. And in certain mirrors, I won't look. At night, I have a hallway in my room. I won't look because I can just feel certain energies, which sounds really scary. And it is kind of scary sometimes, but that's what I mean by I turn it off. I just don't acknowledge it because I don't want it to strengthen and I don't want to be able to see those things as it would be cool, but still kind of freaky. You know, you catch my drift. Okay, so we've covered a lot here. We've covered my childhood, being weird, paranormal experiences, trying to be normal, getting spiritual, psychic YouTube stuff, my crazy earthquake and wildfire story, coming out of the psychic closet, all my clears, what they mean, what they mean to me. And yeah, 
that's a lot, but we're going to keep going. We're going strong. So just the last part of this episode that I want to talk about is advice for you to build your own psychic abilities. Because people ask me about this all the time and they're like, how did you do it? How can I do it? How do you make it stronger? Or I might've been psychic as a child, but I don't know how to bring it back. So I'm basically just going to give you all the tips that I used to develop my abilities, but mine were unintentional. So I kind of always wanted to be psychic, but I wasn't intentionally trying to do it. And if you were to take all of these tips I'm about to give you and be intentional AF about becoming psychic, you will develop the psychic abilities probably 10 times faster than I did because you are setting the intention to become psychic. And when you set that intention, you will be. You just will. It's like, it's inevitable, honestly. So I'm going to give you what? One, two, three, four, five five different tips for, oh wait, no, that's four. I can't count four different tips for developing your own psychic abilities. And you guys will have to let me know how they turn out for you. My first tip is meditation. So when you're sitting down meditating every single day, you're sitting down and intentionally quieting your mind. And when your mind is quiet, there is room for downloads to come to you. And so there are a couple different ways that you can use meditation. You can use it to quiet your mind. You can use it to get answers or you can use it to um, be guided, like guided meditation. There is just lots of different things you can do. And I wrote a blog post about meditation and did a podcast episode about it. So if you want to hear about that, just scroll down or like go to my blog. Um, But this helps you develop your psychic abilities because you're creating that space for you to get those messages. So doing so in meditation, I really always set the intention to get the messages that I need, whether these are downloads um, that are like psychic kind of things or just downloads from the universe, downloads from a spirit guide, whatever I need to hear, I go into meditation to get answers, to get clear, to get focused, to get the instructions for what inspired action I should be taking to get the instructions for where I need to go in a certain moment to receive a certain thing. And so having that space to sit down quiet and expand and receive those downloads is really going to set the foundation for you to be able to pick up downloads anytime during the day. My second tip is to use tarot and oracle cards. And this is actually how I started out. This was the first thing I did to kind of intentionally start to build those abilities is that I would do readings and I would tell people what the card says, what the book says, and then what I feel like they need to hear with that card. And I was doing it for people I knew, people I didn't know, and they'd be like, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed to hear. And I did that for a while, and then I stopped because it was a huge energy sucker. That sounds really weird. It was a huge, just took a lot of energy. We'll just leave it at that. Um, And yeah, because I was channeling these messages for people. So how you need to use these to develop your psychic abilities, get Oracle cards first, get a really mainstream deck because when the, when they're mainstream, they're usually really positive, really happy, really easy to understand. And you want to start with that and pull cards and read the book, get used to the cards, get used to what it's trying to say. And slowly as you're getting more and more into it, don't use the book as much and just pull from what you intuitively feel like you need to hear what somebody else needs to hear from this specific card. 
And then once you're comfortable with that, you don't need the book anymore, maybe upgrade to tarot then because tarot is more of an art. It's more of a science to me because different cards meet during different things and there's major and there's minor arcana and each card like cups, batons, swords, um, et cetera, um, and coins, cups, I don't remember what I said, they all mean different things. And so as you pull certain cards and as you get to know tarot, you will really be able to pull those intuitive messages and really get downloads for specific people, certain situations. And I think that really helps develop it. Plus when you have the cards, it gives you a little bit of confidence because like you have that guide. It's that physical guide that you can show people and then you can give them your message with it. So it's kind of a less scary approach to things. And that's I've been doing a lot lately. Like I'll pull a card for somebody and then I'll give them a message because it freaks people out when I just message them and I'm like, hey, you need to hear this right now. And they're like, what the fuck? How did you know that? So I could just be like, hey, I felt like pulling you a card and thought you might need to hear this is less scary of an approach for others. My third tip for developing your psychic abilities is to start fine tuning your emotions and your mindset. And this is huge. So if you want to be able to receive downloads, you need to know the difference between what you want to hear and the downloads you are actually receiving. And to do this, you have to be in control of your emotions and your mindset. If you can't, if you don't have the space energetically in your mind. And if you don't have the room in your life to receive downloads in greater direction, you're not going to receive it because the universe isn't going to give you these abilities that you're not ready to use. And so if your mindset isn't in check, you probably won't be able to to develop these abilities. And like thinking back, the times that I turned off being psychic, I didn't have the mental capacity to hold those things. There was too much going on in my life. I wasn't focused. I wasn't mentally stable as like a middle school girl trying to be cool, be popular. wasn't focused on what actually mattered in life. So you really need to have your mindset in check and be able to control your own emotions. This is so important. I need to do a whole episode about your emotions. You can control your emotions and you can control your thoughts. So you need to be doing that on the daily to be super positive, be super open, be really receptive, but use that to your advantage while being psychic. Know when you are just feeling something or thinking something and know when something is a download. They will hold different frequencies and you will be able to feel that in your body. I can sit down when I'm shuffling cards and I'm about to do a pull for somebody. I will scan my brain. I'll be like, okay, what am I thinking right now? What can I clear out? What am I just thinking this person wants to hear or needs to hear? And what do they actually need to hear? What am I actually being um, led to tell them? And I do this every single time I sit down because I want to give an accurate reading. I don't want to just give you some generic advice that you could have looked up on your horoscope on Google for the day. That's also for like another 12th of the population. You know, I want to give you specific tailored advice. And for some of the people that I do readings for are my friends. And so I'm very involved in their lives. I know what's going on. And so when I sit down and do readings for them, I really have to be intentional about clearing out things that I want to tell them and just pull what they need to hear. And So yeah, knowing your emotions and being able to scan your mindset is one of the most important things you can do. 
And the last one is really simple. So my tip four is to just listen to the downloads. And this stems with like your intuition. You know that gut feeling when you meet somebody and there's something that's off and you're like, I don't know what's off about this person, but I don't want to be around them. Listen to those gut feelings. Don't be around that person. Don't turn down that certain street you feel like you shouldn't go on. Don't do the things that you feel like you don't need to do and do more of the things that your intuition is telling you to do. Because the more you listen to these little guided downloads, this little inch, I can, what am I saying? Honestly, (laughs) the more you listen to these little um, shoves from the universe to take certain directions, the more you will receive downloads because the universe sees like, okay, Taylor is finally listening to all these downloads that I am casting at her. She's finally taking my advice. She's finally doing the right things and talking to the right people. Now that she's listening, I'm going to give her more directions. I'm going to give her more details. I'm going to be able to make her successful way faster because now she's listening to me and not resisting. And oh, since she's handling this, I'm going to give her some downloads for other people too, so she can help them tune in. And so it's this domino effect. Like once you get started, they will keep coming. And it's so simple. Just and start with this with the food example I gave you guys. What do I feel like eating today? Ask yourself that before every single meal and see what your body says and then eat what it comes up with. Eat what it tells you to eat. Go to the restaurant, cook at home, whatever you feel like. Or for me, I will be driving home from school and I'll be like, okay, do I want a coffee? okay, do I want a sweet tea? Okay, do I just need more water? And then I just follow that and just start with those small things and then build up to the bigger downloads you need, the bigger answers, the answers you might need for business, for school, or you can do this with school. Sit down and ask, what do I need to study? And your intuition will guide you to study the exact things you will need to study. And it works. I promise. I've used it. I do this for everything. And now I'm psychic. So yeah listen to these, these tips. <laughs> okay, you guys, this has been a long episode of me talking, but it's been really fun to record. Let's recap these four tips. So if you want to build up your psychic abilities, all you need to do, start meditating, start expanding your capacity to hold these downloads, to hold the thoughts, to be able to bring in the messages you want to be bringing in. Two, use tarot or oracle cards to help you get started, to help you have a physical thing to guide you along. Three, be able to fine-tune your emotions and your mindset. Be in control of what goes on in your head. And four, just start listening to the downloads and asking yourself little questions every day and responding as your body and the universe is telling you to. That's simple. Those are the exact four things that I did to develop my psychic abilities. And like I said, with you being intentional about it, it will happen so much faster than it happened for me. So thank you guys for listening to my long ramble about being psychic. This has been so fun to talk about. And if you guys have more questions about this, always feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know, I'm on the gram every day. So my DMs are wide open if you need questions answered. I can't wait to hear your stories about different things you predict. Hopefully we can predict positive things and not more earthquakes and wildfires in the future. So I will catch you guys next week and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.